Hello to the boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. Uh, yesterday was quite a groundbreaking day for boxing news with respect to not only the lawsuit that was leveled against BoxRec, ABC, and uh, MTK Global uh, that hit the federal courts in the United States of America, and it will have far-reaching implications on the sport of boxing. Uh, given the allegations that are contained in this massive document, which uh, I will go through in greater detail in separate uh, segments on Talking Fight. And please join me as I go through the, the document and try to find out the nuts and bolts of the complaints and allegations and ramifications of such. Uh, but in the meantime, let me start you off uh, with a brief explanation as offered by Boxing247.com, our friends across the pond. Uh, basically, in a nutshell, it is headlined, U.S. federal lawsuit filed against BoxRec, Daniel Kinahan, MTK, and ABC. Uh, this does not reference the uh, $5 million reward that was offered for the uh, arrest uh, and conviction of Daniel Kinahan, for example, who currently resides in Dubai. Let me start you off very briefly here. Uh, the plaintiffs being several boxers, Brendan Dennis and Avina Habazan, along with Habazan's manager, Charles Munez, and promoter Edward Mende. They've all filed a lawsuit in injunctive relief and for damages against BoxRec, uh, their owners, etc., cetera, uh, as well as uh, BoxRec employee and agent, Sam Liu, the Association of Boxing Commissions of the ABC, Round 10 Boxing, the Dubai Boxing Commission, um, and its owner and manager, Ahmed Sadiki, Round 10 Boxing, and Dubai Boxing Commissioner and uh, Commission Manager and employee, Jose Mohan, as well as, more importantly, MTK Global and MTK Global sponsor, consultant, and controller, Daniel Kinahan, All right, as well as uh, several unnamed uh, defendants, who are acting in concert with and or conspiring with them. So these guys are not just simply defendants in a civil case, but are co-conspirators. And uh, some of the words used include uh, antitrust and racketeering. And uh, you should know that those uh, carry very lengthy jail terms in the United States, upwards of 40 years. So, um, very serious business and, and very serious ramifications and far-reaching implications for the boxing industry. Uh, on Boxing247.com's website, you can go to the actual case and lawsuit as is filed uh, in, uh, in America as it relates mainly to an event that took place at the Arabian Ranches Golf Club in Dubai uh, one year ago and highlights that BoxRec are suppressing results submitted by numerous commissions around the world, uh, those that are not recognized by the ABC. Uh, something that Mike Mazzulli, the president of the North American, North American Association of Boxing Commissions, ABC, has known about for a long time, but constantly has failed to deal with, they allege. Uh, back in 2016, Gianluca Di Caro, the vice president of the British and Irish Boxing Authority, that's FIBA, highlighted BoxRec's suppression of results from a number of commissions, including BIBA, to Mr. Mazzulli, following the appointment of BoxRec 
as joint official record keeper for the ABC, along with longtime official record keeper Fight Facts. Mr. DiCaro, with assistance from former ABC president Tim Luckenhoff and International Boxing Federation IBF rating director Annabelle Miramontes, compiled a dossier of cases of not just the suppression of results, but also doctoring of boxers' records and clear cases of boxer endangerment due to BoxRec's failure to update boxer records or event results, which were submitted to Mr. Mazzulli. Mr. Mazzulli sent an email to both BoxRec and Fight Facts with the heading BoxRec, details of record manipulation and failure to list events or update records, in which he wrote, in an effort to resolve this issue, all ABC boxing record keepers will actively recognize and record all pro boxing contests for all commissions, including those in the United Kingdom that are sent in by those boxing commissions that are recognized by the ABC. Mr. Mazzoli's instructions were clear enough, yet BoxRec continued to ignore the ABC edict and continues to do so even today, as is clear by its latest case, yet the ABC took no further action against BoxRec. Uh, due to the lack of action by the ABC, Mr. DeCaro submitted substantial case files to the Federal Trade Commission in America, highlighting BoxRec's inaccuracies and failures. More recently, Mr. DeCaro highlighted the dangers of BoxRec's actions in an article published by the uh, British Boxing Scene magazine, and you can find that link on boxing247.com. In the article, Mr. DeCaro referred to an email from another former ABC president, Mr. Greg Serb, to Mr. Mazzulli, in which he stated, I have become increasingly frustrated by the way BoxRec has single-handedly decided which fights shall be included in the ABC database. BoxRec, like FightFax, is a record keeper. That is it. They are not a commission. BoxRec does not decide what is a good result and what is not. The fact that is that if a boxing result comes in from a commission anywhere in the world, that result must be posted. And even after receiving that email, no action has been taken by the ABC to ensure BoxRec comp complied to Mr. Mazzulli's edict that BoxRec must actively recognize and record all pro boxing contests for all commissions. The current case also highlights the direct involvement of Daniel Kinahan, who is, who is a known leader of an organized crime syndicate that the U.S. government placed a $5 million reward for information that leads to the arrest of Mr. Kinahan and other high-ranking leaders of the cartel. Um, there's a link as well to uh, the Kinahans and their international criminal gang activities. Mr. Kinahan recently received vocal support from Mauricio Suleiman, the president of the World Boxing Council, the WBC, uh, at a time when the U.S. ambassador to, to, for Ireland, Claire Cronin, called for the boxing world to cut ties with the gang boss. The case submitted to U.S. courts will have significant effect on a number of British boxers who are signed to and receive financial support from Mr. Kinahan and or MTK Global, as well as the British Boxing Board of Control, who licensed MTK promoter Lee Eaton, as well as sanctioned MTK events in the United Kingdom, despite being fully aware of that financing of these events is from the proceeds of serious crime. Robert Smith, the General Secretary for the British Boxing Board of Control, stated last year there's nothing the BBBC uh, can do to prevent the continued involvement of Danny Kinahan in the sport as he is not licensed by them. The effect this case could have on boxing uh, is far-reaching, one that is likely to not only highlight the corruption that is rife in the sport, 
but also affects some of the UK's top boxing stars, those whose careers have benefited greatly by them receiving dirty money from Kinahan or MTK. As I said, I will continue to report on this and provide separate episodes via TalkingFight.com and our YouTube channel. The, uh, the document itself, the lawsuit, 100 pa- 102 pages long, uh, it'll take me a while to go through it, but I am going through it piece by piece and will bring the results uh, to your attention. In other news today, uh, taking place in York Hall this Friday evening in London, we're going to see Pierce O'Leary, and he has his sights at Fernley on the very top as he prepares to make his return on Friday's action-packed MTK fight night. This week's stack show is headlined by British and Commonwealth lightweight title fight between Gavin Gwynn and Luke Willis and takes place at York Hall. Undefeated O'Leary, who's 8-0 with four knockouts, is back following a seventh-round stoppage win over C.R. Osgool last time out, and the Irishman is promising big things over the coming months. O'Leary said, I've had some time off with the family over the last few months and enjoyed Christmas, but now I'm back out, refreshed, and ready to go. So at least there's some good news uh, out of our Irish friends in the boxing world. Right, let's move along to the Double Tree Hotel in Ontario, California, where Ruben Villa is going toe-to-toe against Horatio Garcia, Thompson's boxing's featherweight world title contender, Ruben Drac Villa, who's 18 and one with five knockouts, who's co-promoted with Banner Promotions, has wrapped up his training camp in Salinas, California, for his fight. Friday, April 15th, that's this Friday, as he battles tough veteran Horatio Garcia, 35-5-1 with 25 knockouts, fighting out of Guadalajara, Mexico, in a 10-round main event. The event is titled Path to Glory, and it takes place, as I said, at the Double Tree Hotel in Ontario, California. Uh, on his recent uh, training camp, Horatio Garcia said, camp has been really intense, and I'll be in great shape. I recently opened a new form in my boxing gym in Salinas, and the big spark came this week when NFL Pro Bowler Patrick Willis visited the gym and worked out with me. Training can be very much the same thing. Repeatedly and getting a surprise visit by a legend really got me inspired to finish camp strong. Let's float along to, uh, to England over in uh, the Liverpool Olympia, where on the 23rd of April, Connor Butler is going toe-to-toe against Ben Norman. Little big man, Connor Butler, says he's inspired to become a flyweight great by Sonny Edwards. The five-foot-three-inch Liverpool boxer takes a step forward in his first major fight in his home city, in home city's Olympia, on Saturday, April 23rd, in a VIP boxing and Trinity Entertainment promoted bill. Butler, who's 6-0-1 with one knockout, born in London's East End, faces Shepshets Ben Norman, 5-0 over 10 rounds in a Commonwealth flyweight title eliminator. And it's part of the St. George's Day battle, by the way, uh, which will include Tyson Fury's WBC World Heavyweight title defense against Dillian White being broadcast live on the giant screen. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun over there. Let's move along quickly to uh, Bridgewater, Massachusetts, uh, where Mike Ohan is going up against Jose Ahbel. The first professional boxing event in Bridgewater, Massachusetts, will be held Saturday night, May 7th, when Granite Gym Promotions presents its third promotional event of 2022 called Hometown Royalty at the Bridgewater Veterans Club in Bridgewater, Massachusetts. Hometown Royalty is presented by Granite Chin in association with Capiola Boxing Promotions and Shearns Boxing Promotions. 
New England welterweight champion Mike Badman Ohan is 14 and 1 with eight knockouts out of Holbrook, is dropping down a junior welterweight in the eight round main event to face Jose El Chino Obal, who's eight and nine with seven knockouts of his own, and he's fighting out of Argentina these days. Uh, Quincy lightweight Ryan, the Polish prince, Kielowski, who's 30 and 6 with 11 knockouts and matched against another Argentinian, Mario Lazano, who's 18, 5 and 1, and that'll be an eight rounder. Uh, a 2008 National Golden Glove silver medalist, as well as two-time New England Golden Gloves champ, the 32-year-old Ryan has been uh, world-rated during his 14-year professional career. Good stuff. And there's more information on that fight over on boxing247.com. It's good to note that uh, uh, Mar- Marvis Marvin Hagler, his, uh, his son is on our show uh, quite regularly on the Friday night panel, and uh, his son, um is going up on uh he's going to make his debut wow good good for him let's read this through vertex promotions returns may 14th with mayhem at mosley's featuring the massachusetts debut of james savage Hagler, the grandson of the late hall of famer marvelous marvin Hagler, and headlined by undefeated welterweight prospect james the slim reaper perella that's taking place on saturday night may 7th at mosley's on the Charles in Dedham. Uh, we've reported many times before on the activity of that particular venue, and it sounds like a hot and happening place. So if you're in the neighborhood, May 7th, go check out uh, James Hagler. We're looking forward to having James fighting less than 20 miles from where his grandfather, Marvin Hagler, fought out of Brockton. Vertex promoter Dave Clark said, we're committed to giving local fighters to fight near home and we've, we have three familiar fighters to fans who have attended Vertex shows, as well as three top amateurs making their pro debuts. Uh, in a, in a, James Farella, for example, is a Vertex favorite and a rising star. We're continuing to keep local fighters active and giving fans an entertaining night of pro boxing. Good for him. Savage Hag- Hagler, by the way, is 2-1 and one with one knockout. He fights out of Atlanta, and he's excited to be fighting in the Bay State where his grandfather, Marvis Marvelin fought 35 times as a pro, including world middleweight title, defending victories against Tony Simpson, uh, Vito Aturafermo, Pungundo Olmejas, on his way to eventually becoming a Hall of Famer. It is an honor to fight in the same state as my papa fought out of, James said. I just want to make sure I destruct and destroy in Hagler fashion. Good for him. All righty, on we go to uh, the Connor Ben. Chris Van Heerden tilt. I reported yesterday what Connor Ben had to say about his opponent, Chris Van Heerden. Well, today we're going to tell you what Chris Van Heerden has to say about Connor Ben. This fight taking place this upcoming weekend at the AO Arena in Manchester, England. Chris Van Heerden has dismissed Connor Ben's boxing ability ahead of their 12 round welterweight clash for the WBA Continental title this Saturday, shown live on the zone, except New Zealand and Australia labeling the 25-year-old an emotional, angry fighter. The former IBO welterweight champion, 28-2-1, 12 knockouts, from Johannesburg in South Africa, fights in the UK for the first time in his 32-fight career this weekend, having only tasted defeat twice, with one of those losses coming at the hands of current WBC and IBF welterweight world champ Errol Spence Jr. Ben, who's 20-0, enjoyed a breakout 2021, notching big wins over Samuel Vargas, Adrian Granados, and former world champ Chris Algieri. But the Heat believes he has what it takes to be part of 
uh, to put a dent in the 25-year-old promising career by inflicting a first defeat on him. I'm much better boxer than Conor Ben, said Ben Heerden. In my opinion, Conor is an emotional, angry fighter. He relies on his power. He cannot box with me. He's not a boxer. He's a power puncher, and I don't rate him as a boxer. That's what I'm saying. He's very emotional, angry type of fighter, in my opinion. Through the history of boxing, we know that fighters hate fighting southpaw fighters. Orthodox fighters always have some sort of trouble fighting southpaw boxers. It's not the easiest. That's definitely going to play a factor, in my opinion. They see it as a stepping stone fight for Connor, but I see it as a coming out fight for me. This is where I shine, and people say, wow, where's this kid been? I just never got a fair shot. Ben has not walked uh, the road I've walked. I didn't have a last name to carry me in my career. I had to do it the hard way. Unfortunately, it comes with a price. His dad is a very famous fighter, and I feel like the Ben last name put him in the position where he didn't need to do work that hard. Um, now residing in Santa Monica, California, USA, the 34-year-old Southpaw is eager to test himself against one of the fastest rising welterweights in world boxing and says the memory of his late father, Daniel, was tragically murdered in 2018 and is pushing him on. This is why I started boxing because of opportunities like this. I've always wanted to fight in the UK and now I've got that opportunity. I never fought in front of a crowd this big. This is going to motivate me. I remember walking, waking up as a boy and watching boxing with my dad in South Africa. 20,000 people in an arena, all eyes on you for the main event. That's why I fell in love with boxing. And now I'm finally getting my shot. I live for this moment. I visualize the moment. And I wake up every morning. This is why, this is what my dad taught me to believe myself. I even saw this for myself. My pops believed in me so much. My dad was murdered in South Africa. It's been just over three years. I've been in the gym all the time. Why? Because that's where I feel my dad's presence the most. I miss my dad so much. But when I'm in the gym, I feel him. All right, last uh, story of this episode, the New York State Boxing Hall of Fame class of 2021 is stacked, apparently. The New York State Boxing Hall of Fame stacked class of 2021 will be honored Sunday afternoon, May 1st, uh, at its induction dinner sponsored by Ring 8 at Russo's on the Bay in Howard Beach, New York. Living boxers heading into the uh, Hall of Fame include Brooklyn WBO heavyweight world champions, Jamaica's Michael Bent, uh, also four-time New, New York Golden Gloves gold medalist, and Shannon the Cannon Briggs, 60-6-1 and six and one with 53 knockouts. Albany's three-time world light middleweight titleist, Bernal Phillips, 42-11-1. WBC light heavyweight world champ, Donnie Goldenboy Lalonde, who we all know up here in Canada, who sported a record of 42-11-1. Staten Island's WBC world lightweight heavy champ, Johnny the Heat Vedrosa, 41-5-1. Now, Vernon's two-time world title challenger and number one ranked welterweight contender, Larry No Fear Barnes, 44-3-1 with 17 knockouts. And Brooklyn's welterweight, Johnny Turner, 42-6-2 with 32 knockouts. Posthumous participants being inducted include world lightweight champion, Brock's Al Singer, uh, world-colored light heavyweight champ, Kid Norfolk, 88-25-1. Seven, by the way, Brooklyn's lightweight Pascal Patsy Giovanelli, uh, Brooklyn's world bantamweight champ Cannonball Eddie Martin, New York City's world lightweight heavyweight heavyweight title challenger Battling Siki. Wow, 60-24-4. and four. Brooklyn's novice New York Golden Gloves and Inner City Golden Gloves champ Sully Krieger, 82-25-6 with 54 knockouts. New York City's number one world ranked middleweight contender 
Herbie Kronowitz, 55-23-5. Buffalo's world featherweight champ, Tommy Paul, 80-28-10. And, and Brooklyn's world bantamweight champ and U.S. Olympian, Lou Salica. Wow. Uh, there are also um, various other people being inducted uh, in the boxing community. Uh, but I think I've run out of time on this particular episode. I do thank you for joining me here on Talk and Fight. Remember, I'll have other uh, episodes coming up with respect to that lawsuit that's been filed and the reward that's been issued uh, for the capture and conviction um, of uh, these men in charge of MTK Global. So let, at, uh, at a certain point in, in the near future, likely today, I invite you to join me once again on Talk and Fight. Uh, if I don't uh, see you in those episodes, you'll see me at Knuckle Up F4 with Mike Orr and Cedric Ben. And thank you for joining me. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and hit that notification bell.